Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello, welcome and welcome back. Shabbat Shalom. I hope that you are enjoying your Sabbath. We are on the last um, outline or um, few chapters of First Samuel Shemuel. I'm saying both names, the ones in the regular Bible and the actual name. Shemuel's the actual name. Samuel's what they use. Okay. Um, this week is the last few chapters of First Samuel. I already said, and we are doing um outline number ten, and this would be um four chapters, and it's twenty nine, thirty. I'm sorry. Hold on. 28, 29, 30, and 31. I don't know why I said 29. 28, 29, 30, and 31. Now, just to give you a little bit of what happened the last week, we know that David had a hole on Shaul and that David could have just terminated Shaul again but David understands and he knows that vengeance is not his. So that's what's going on with David. But Shaul is playing all these games and acting like he don't know what he's doing when all along he does. So we see that there's this kind of baby dance going back and forth with them too. But, um, Shaul is not going to win, no matter how much um, he's playing possum and acting like he don't know what's going on, the nonsense of it all. So, uh, like I said, these are the last four chapters, and um, they're going to be read right out. And like I said, the reason why is because this is the first time that Israel has a king. And I already said this before, and I will continue to say it uh, to say this throughout the time that I'm reading a cliff note or regular chapters. The children of Israel, this is the beginning of the end for them because they're never satisfied. They're never happy. Every time the Most High gives them exactly what they want, and he does. He gives them exactly what they want, even if it's not good for them, because enough is enough. So we know they wanted a king and this king ignored the word of the most high, which was a law. Um, and 
he got what he got. If you don't learn nothing else, you're going to learn not to play with the most high. If you don't learn nothing else about these scriptures, you're going to learn not to play with the most high. Mm -hmm, that's what you're going to learn. And the most high said, you're going to fear me. And if you're not reverencing me, which means the love and respect that you should have for the most high, you sure better fear him. Okay. Cause he can, he can require your life at any time. He can require your health at any time. He can require anything from you at any time. And you don't have no control over none of that. You better ask Job. Okay. You better go read Job. You better go read the Testament of Job. You sure better. Cause this is not a game. This is not a game. Okay, when I'm reading these scriptures, you should think about how people are acting and what they've been doing in terms of listening and um, having faith in the Most High. Because a lot of children of Israel don't have the faith. They don't have it. This is why we in the situation we in now. This is why the Most High said, I'm going to go to a foolish nation because these people over here, they starting to get on my nerves. The Most High is long suffering, but how... What, how much can you take? That's why the most high is the most high. Because if any one of us was the most high, or if we was ever elected to be over our own people, we'd have killed the ball off a long time ago. And that's the truth. So you sure better be glad that the most high is long suffering. The most high is patient. The most high is kind. The most high is graceful and gracious. Mm-mm, mm-mm. If it was anybody else, anybody else, any one of us wretched people, we wouldn't be here. And that's the truth. So now let me let me start. Like I said, um, this is chapter 28. We on outline 10. And I'm just going to read the uh, highlights of the chapter. And then I'll just read the chapter itself. Art, uh, uh, 1 Samuel 28, 1 and 2. Archers puts confidence in David. Um, 28.3 is Shaul having destroyed the witches, 4 through 6, and now his fear forsaken of the Most High, uh, verse 7, his recourse to a witch, 8 through 14, who encouraged by Shaul raises Shemuel, 15 through 20, Shaul hearing his ruin faints, um, 21 through 25, a woman and his servant, the woman and his servants refresh him. Okay. So let's see what that's about now. Now, let me just say something before I, I do this. People have questions and concerns about the law. We are in the Old Testament. Children of Israel are required to follow the law simply because the Most High already knows that they sinners. If you was righteous, you wouldn't you wouldn't need a law. If you was righteous, you wouldn't need a law. The Most High said, all has fallen short. Everybody. Everybody. All. Not some, not a few. All 
This is why the laws are here. So you can stay in the confines of the law so that you won't be utterly destroyed. That's why. Most high already knows that you're going to make mistakes, but the law is there just to let you know that what you're doing is wrong. That's the point of the law. Okay. I'm going to be reading some things that these kings are going to be doing. And I want you to remember what I'm saying right now. I want you to remember it because the children of Israel are going to be breaking all kinds of laws. To this day, they're breaking laws. The laws are required in the Old Testament. The laws are required in the New Testament. The laws, the statutes, the precepts and commands are required in both Testaments, both of them. The point of it is to point out the law. How can the Most High um, have heaven and earth testify against you when you don't have to listen to the law? That just, we ain't going to get into that. If you want to listen more about the law, go to my platform library and pull up the law, statutes, precepts, and commands, and then you'll understand what I mean. Now, I could have went deeper and deeper into that, but I'm not, I didn't need to. I didn't need to, but I can. Okay. I could have, I could have pulled up many other books, but I, I, I felt like I drove the point home and I have some other people that, that could ride that wave to ride it down to the ground, ride it. But I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to do that. But I need to tell you that this, that the children are not going to listen. The kings are not going to listen. Nobody's going to listen. Nobody. And this is why the children of Israel and the whole world is in the position they're in now. Because nobody listens. It was the children of Israel first because that's the most high's lot. They're supposed to be the, um, the ones to uphold the law and make an example. But yeah, they ain't making an example for nothing and nobody. This is why they in the um, position they in. So understand that because we can really find out what Shaul does. He's, he's going to do something very despicable and that's going to be enough for the Most High. Most High like, okay, that's enough. That's enough for you. That's enough for you. Okay, now we're going to go. And by the way, I'm in the Amplified Bible simply because it's regular English, regular words i already told you if you go to the king james version it may have a different um different words in it you already know when something gets deciphered from the original language first of all there's not um um some words that equate the original language like paleo hebrew there's some words that um they couldn't um make an English word for or a Latin word for okay so naturally the words are changed but every time something else gets deciphered into another type of book words change I need you to know that because there's a lot of stuff especially the names that don't match and um some of the situations um in terms of these words and I'll give you a perfect example when they say It'll be easier for a camel to go through a, the eye of a needle. First of all, in Hebrew, it's not camel. And uh, the first translations, um, they kept putting camel, camel, but it's rope. Okay. It's easier for a rope to go through the eye of a needle. That's what it is. But for somehow it got camel. Okay. And the help mate and help meet. That's another uh, problem. It's a translation problem. I need y'all to understand that. When the Most High is working you with you through the Ruach, you will come to learn and understand that. And then you'll just bypass it because you know the truth. You already understand that uh, the point of you un, um, 
walking in the word and reading the word and meditating on the word is to receive the truth. Who is the truth? Who is the truth? Not what? Who is the truth? The Ruach. Okay. When you start receiving the truth, the truth will make you free from all nonsense. All the nonsense. So you could bypass all the fake words, all the semantics, everything that they lied about. Just like it says in um, the book of Enoch, uh, chapter 103. And then you'll be rejoicing. Okay. Until then, you got people like me that's going to help you free your mind. Okay. All right. Now we are on um, 1 Samuel 28. And Shaul in the spirit medium. Now, I want to say this. One of the laws is to not go to any divinators. Do not go to any mediums. Do not go to anybody that dabble in spirits. That's one of the one, um, 613 laws. That's what it is. And it never went away. Try messing with these spirits and see what happens to you. You better start listening to the testament of Solomon. Stop playing. Because these spirits are not playing with you, honey. They got a job to do and they do their job very well. But anyway, Shaul visits a medium. In those days, the Philistines gathered their forces. And you already know that they keep fighting with the Philistines. Gather their forces for war against Yasharal. When is it going to end? <laughs> uh, the Philistines and Yasharal, they just keep going back and forth. Arches said to David, understand for certain that you and your men will go out with me to battle. David said to Arches, all right, you shall know what your servant can do. Now, David's about to show him something, something. You already know David got the sauce on him. Okay. So Arches said to David, therefore, I will make you my bodyguard for life. Uh-huh. Now, Shemuel had died. Now, we already talked about Shemuel died because he was real old. He died of old age. Remember, he was serving since he was about three years old because when his mother weaned him off her breast, he went to serve as a, a priest. Now, tell me that ain't a blessing. He was blessed from the beginning. So he died. And you already know that Shaul ordered um, um, somebody from the line of Esau to kill the rest of the priests. So, you know, the, uh, the priest that took over for, uh, Shemuel, they got killed. And the son who is supposed to be, um, uh, in the priestly, uh, hood after the, after his father, he ran to David. So, and told David what happened. So I'm just giving you a, um, a rundown of what happened last week, or you could just go listen to last week's lesson. Now, Shemuel had died, and we already know that, and all Yasharel mourned for him and buried him in Ramah, his own city. And Shaul had removed the mediums and the spirits, which are soothsayers, from the land. The Philistines assembled and came and camped in Shunem. And Shaul gathered all Yasharel and they camped at Gilbo. Then Shaul saw the Philistine army and he was afraid, just like he was in the beginning. That's why he didn't um he didn't fight um Goliath. 
and he was afraid and badly shaken. So Shaul inquired of the Most High. No, he didn't. But the Most High did not answer him. Wait. I got to laugh. Now, Shaul, you should have known that the last thing you should have did was try to call on the word, I mean, on the name of the Most High. You knew better. When you messed up the first time, the Most High said, uh -uh, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. You see, the Most High don't change his mind. The Most High is not listening to nothing he say. When the Most High say enough is enough, enough is enough. When he said, I'm going to take my source off you. Uh, he's done okay he ain't gonna turn around and and do nothing else but be done with you okay that's what people need to understand i don't know who they serving well maybe you know their god oh no my god wouldn't do that you're right your god wouldn't we don't know who your god is but the most high he sticks to his word he gonna play that so i'm gonna read it again so shaul inquired of the most high but the most high did not answer him neither by dreams or by urine, okay? Um, and it's used like lots by the priest to determine the will of the Most High. So even he did that and the Most High was mum, okay? Mum's the word. You won't get nothing out of me, okay? Shaul couldn't even interpret silence because you can't interpret silence, honey. Silence is just silence. So you know the Most High was like mum, honey. I ain't got nothing to say, okay? Or by the prophets. Then Shaul said to his servants, find for me a woman who's a medium. Uh-oh, listen. So now you know he can ready to mess up. You see the nonsense? Instead of just going on and trying to be humble, he got to be a typical child of Israel and just go do what he want to do. That's what we do as the children of Israel. We do whatever we want. And this is why we in the position we in. We never come with a humble heart at any time. We don't come with no humble heart in any way. We're not humble. So Shaul is saying to his servants, go find me a medium, a woman who's a medium between the living and the dead. That's what a medium is. So that he can go and ask her for her advice. Child, that right there is against one of the laws. Now, I'm going to tell you this. People do that today. I got a little story for you. I'm wondering if I should say it. <laughs> ah, oh, gosh. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a hold off. I'm going to hold off on it because it's about a medium. I'm going to hold off on it. But maybe one day I will say it. I'm going to hold off because I know somebody very close to me that went to go see a medium and it did not turn out well for that person. Ooh, I'm just going to, I ain't going to talk about it right now, but going to see a medium is not a good idea in any way. No way. See, people think that they'll listen to these laws, the average person, or <clears throat> excuse me, or even the children of Israel, and they'll be like, well, either they don't want to follow them or they think the laws are stupid. I'm going to tell you something, just like a parent, when the parent tell you don't mess with the stove, when the parent tell you uh, be in the house at a certain time, when the parent gives you advice or uh, stern direction, it's not for you to question because there are circumstances behind situations that you don't need to know. And the protection is for you not to do it. That's the protection because I'm protecting you by telling you don't do it. But when you do it, 
you're not under my protection anymore. Okay. That's what you need to understand. It's not even about, oh, I'm going to get you and all that. Sometimes there's some certain things that you don't need to be um, involved in because it's too powerful and too over your head for you to understand. That's why sometimes um, there's directives that you need to be um, listening to and not questioning. Okay. So this is one of them. And Shaul's servant said to him, there's a woman who is a medium at Endor. So Shaul disguised, now listen to this. First of all, I want to say this. Shaul is very tall and he's very handsome. Everybody knew who Shaul was as the king. Why is he trying to disguise himself to this medium? Does that make any sense? Any sense? That's what I was saying. So Shaul disguised himself by wearing different clothes and he left with two men and they came to the woman at night and Shaul said to her, listen, conjure up for me, please, and bring up from the dead for me, the spirit whom I shall name to you. This is what he's saying to her. But the woman said to him, see here, you know what Shaul has done. He has cut off which means eliminated, those who are mediums and spiritists from the land. So uh, a part of uh, being a um, person of power like a king is to get rid of all the people who do that because that's against the law. And the most high means what he says and he says what he means. So she's telling Shaul, well, we ain't supposed to be doing all of this. The king said we ain't supposed to do it. Now, meanwhile, she's talking to the king. Okay. He's desperate enough to come and seek her out, which doesn't make sense. But anyway, so she's saying, why are you laying up a trap for my life to cause my death? This is what she's saying to the king. She don't know it's the king yet. Then Shaul swore an oath. There's another sin right there. You ain't supposed to swear. That's another one. So right now he's going to see a, a seer. I mean, not a seer. He's going to see a, um, a conjurer. Okay, and then he's swearing. That's two sins. So he swore an oath to her by the Most High. See, the Most High sitting up here looking at this like shaking his head, saying, as the Most High lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this. So the woman said, who should I bring up for you? Did you hear this? Who should she bring up for him? Shaul said, bring up Shemuel for me. When the woman saw Shemuel, she screamed with a loud voice and she said to Shaul, why have you deceived me? You're Shaul, the king. Uh-huh. And Shaul said to her, don't be afraid, but tell me what you see. The woman said to Shaul, I see a divine spirit being coming. And this is what it says. I see a divine spirit being coming up from the earth. Okay. And he said to her, what is his appearance? And she said, an old man is coming up wrapped in a robe. And Shaul knew that it was Shemuel. And he bowed with his face to the ground and paid respect to Shemuel. Oh, brother. 
And Shemuel said to Shaul, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? And Shaul answered, I am greatly distressed for the Philistines are making war against me and the Most High has left me and no longer answers me either through the prophets or by dreams. Therefore, I have called you to make known to me what I should do. Shemuel said, why then do you ask me since the most high has left you and has become your enemy? This is what um, Shemuel, Shemuel is saying. The most high has done to you just as he said through me when I was with you. Now, the most high already said, I'm done with uh, Shaul. He said what he said. He's not going to turn around and go, all right. All right, let me go back and just help him. No, when the Most High is done with you, he's done because the Most High does not go back on his word. And this is the expectation of the children of Israel. And like I said, all has fallen short of the Most High. All. This is why nobody could just walk by faith because nobody don't have true faith. They don't have true faith because if they did, there will be mountains moving. There will be real works of faith. You have to work your faith. And I don't see nobody doing it. And neither does anybody else. And this is what I mean. Okay. So um, Shemuel is still talking. Just as he said through me when I was with you. For the Most High has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor, to David. Because you did not obey the voice of the Most High and did not execute his fierce wrath on Amalek. Therefore, the Most High has done this thing to you this day. Now, Shaul knew this. He knew this. He knew his days was numbered when the Most High told Shemuel to go tell him you're done. Why does he and why did he continue to walk and go on like he still had the power when it was stripped off him and the, um, and the, um, the evil spirit came on him? He should have known that then. You should have never looked up and asked for nothing then. Since then, since the Most High took his spirit off him, he's a fleshly being, just doing whatever he wants to. This is what I mean. When you walk in the flesh and you keep being fleshly and in your mind, you still glorify the Most High, but it's in your mind only. It's not being proven. You're not um, listening to the Most High. You're not trying to be um, righteous. None of that. This is why the Lord still stand, period. Moreover, the Most High will also put Israel along with you into the hands of the Philistines. And tomorrow you and your sons will be with me among the dead. Aha, that's what um, Shemuel said to Shaul. Is that not a prophecy and a half from a spirit that can And the Most High allowed the spirit of Shemuel to come on back. Go on, go back. Since he didn't listen to me the first time, I guess he got to listen right now. Uh -huh. The Most High said, go on, Shemuel, go on, go back. Because the Most High allowed that, okay? Because the Most High said what he said. He ain't going to let none of his saints be involved with this nonsense. I might as well tell you about this, uh, the thing right now. Because uh, let me just tell you. I know somebody very near and dear to my heart. They know they wasn't supposed to go see no um no medium. They knew they wasn't supposed to see no medium, but they went to go see a medium with a couple of other people. Now, 
I'm not saying that this medium, uh, when it came down, there were certain things that happened when these people went to go see this medium. The doors had to be closed. Certain people had to be positioned certain places and all of this, okay? It was a very spiritual, spiritual, spiritual um, situation. Everybody had to stay in one room. Okay. When somebody was, uh, when somebody was getting, um, read the thing that the lady would do was get you in a room by yourself and then just start talking to you. It wasn't too much talk that was said, but then she wanted you to drink something. And then after she dealt with the cup, she would just start talking to you and telling you what's going on in your life and what's going to happen to you. And I'm telling you, and no lie, exactly what she told the person is exactly what happened. But there's a caveat. When she said this particular thing was going to happen, it wasn't what the person thought. It happened, but it didn't happen the way that this person was led to believe. Not only that, when that person went to go see this person, the person was having dreams now these dreams were so intense now i'm gonna tell you this and i spoke i spoke about this before um in psychology there is a uh a term that people use when they feel like spirits is holding them down it's called night terrors and sometimes you want to open up your mouth and you want to scream and you want to get up now somebody who's in the scientific realm that is earthly would say Oh, your brain is detaching from the rest of your body because you already know your brain is the part that moves all your uh, body parts and, and directs them, okay? Scientifically, that's what happens. The synapses and stuff in your brain um, signal body parts to move. So this is what they would say in psychology and uh, scientists, period. They would say, oh, well, you must have had a um, a temporary disconnect from the brain to the body parts. Notice I'm being quiet, right? However, spiritually what's happening is because there's spirits all around us. And yes, you are a spirit. Everybody who's listening to me, this is why I always say, know who you are and know who you belong to because behind the physical realm is the spiritual. You're not going to play with the most high, honey. For those people who is too much for you and over your head, I suggest you start going into my platform library and start uh, listening to those things about uh, the spirits that I talk about. And it's, it's not a game. The spirits do, and they can overpower you. They can manipulate you. They can possess you. They can infiltrate um, relationships they can antagonize you. They can do all of that. All throughout the scriptures, old and new, there was possessions. It never went anywhere. Simply because we're in an age that people don't believe nothing. Just because you don't believe nothing does not mean that they went anywhere. The Most High Himself said he's the father of spirits. There's spirits everywhere, whether you can see them or not. And I'm going to tell you this. There's some people that's so spiritually sensitive. And when I say spiritually sensitive, I mean, they walk in between. And I, this is the only way I can explain it. They walk in between worlds. 
some people have that sixth sense and actually truthfully we all do because we are spirit and flesh but the thing is this some people don't believe it and some people don't think about it but some people are born so sensitive that they actually can see it they can see it they can witness it and it's the truth whether you believe me or not it doesn't matter but you'll know when you die and that's everybody you're gonna know when you die if you don't believe nothing if you are an atheist and don't believe water's wet you're going to know when you take your last breath. And that's all I can say because I can't make nobody believe anything. But I'm going to tell you this. For all those people who know me, and there's a lot of people who know me who listen to this, you know I don't play no games. You know I would never say nothing like this if it's not true. I do not talk what I don't know. If I don't know about the subject and the situation, I'm not going to talk about it. I can't talk too much about this. I do know about certain spiritual things. But... uh. As far as how they act and all that, I can only tell you what is written in the scriptures. Have I ever been uh, visited by spirits? Yes. Um, and I can only tell you my experience, but this ain't my experience. This is somebody else's. But um, I have to say that this person experienced exactly what the lady said. However, it wasn't, I would have to explain to you exactly what she said for me to tell you what happened. All I could say is the lady told her that uh, somebody's going to come into her life and, and she's going to be happy and all this other stuff. However, somebody did come into this person's life and it was the, um, it was like uh, the medium said, but it wasn't. And it turned out to be something really wicked. And when I say wicked, I mean spiritually wicked and physically wicked. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. This is why um, I say that a lot of the laws of the Most High is not because he's a bully and he says so. There's certain situations beyond, um, behind certain laws to protect you. When the most high said, don't go to, um, don't be uh, with divinators and, and mediums and all that, it's to protect you. Yes, it's to protect you because you don't fully know who you are. There's scriptures that say, once you know, you really know who you are, then the devils is going to be scared of you. I don't know no devils that scared of anybody because you don't know who you are. And the, the most high said, once you really know who you are, the devils is going to be scared of you because your purpose it's to be like the most high. And we're going to start talking about some real higher level things. Right now, I'm just saying stuff to get you, get your mind open. But I could lay down the, I could lay down the line, baby. I could lay it down. I could lay it down. And people are going to think I'm coming from left field. I could really say some stuff, some real spiritual stuff. But I ain't going to say it because you ain't ready. But I will tell you this. Don't underestimate no spirits. Don't you underestimate no spirits. And I say that because Shaul underestimated. The Most High didn't have to allow Shemuel to come forth. Because once a saint is taken, only the Most High can allow the saint to come back. Now, there's going to be two saints coming back. There's going to be two of the elect coming back. Okay? And the Most High 
is behind that. But I'm going to tell you this, if they, if the most high didn't, um, authorize it, it wouldn't happen. Now there's wicked spirits that's on this earth right now. And they could have just disguised themselves at it as, um, Shemuel, but the most high allows Shemuel to come back just to let David know, hunty, you're done. Okay. The most high did Shaul a solid because he didn't have to say nothing. He didn't even have to let Shaul, um, Shemuel come back. Because Shemuel could have just been where he was and something else could have came back. I'm going to tell you. And there's a lot of, of that that's going to happen. There's a lot of that that's going to happen. All this fake stuff. I say that to say, Shaul, you doing too much. And you're going to meet your demise soon. Because you're playing a game that you shouldn't play. You didn't already uh, broke so many laws that the Most High said, don't break. And the Most High is just being patient and he's waiting out your time because it's coming. Now, as you can see, Shemuel said, you and your sons tomorrow is going to be right here with me dead. Because <laughs> you didn't did it now. You didn't did it. You lied. You cheated. You stole. You swore, you going to see seers, you're doing too much. And now the most high allows Shemuel to come back just to let him know, you'll be here tomorrow with me. You want to come and summon me with the most high allowing it. And this time tomorrow, you're going to be dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't already said the most high could, the way the most high could do you, nobody can do you like the most high. Hunty, nobody. Oh no, honey. Yes. You want some good vengeance? Go to the most high. <laughs> nobody can do you like the most high can. Mm. Moving on. Verse 20. Then Shaul immediately fell full length to the earth. At the, fell down on the ground at the medium's house and was very afraid. Oh, now you want to be afraid? Child, stop. Because of Shemuel's words, and he was thoroughly exhausted because he had not eaten all day and all night. The woman came to Shaul and saw that he was greatly troubled, and she said to him, Look, your maid servant had obeyed you. And I have taken my life in my hand and have listened to everything you said to me. Now, please listen to the voice of your maidservant and let me set a piece of bread before you and eat so that you may have the strength when you go on your way. But he refused. Shaul refused and he said, I will not eat. But his servants together with the woman urged him and he finally listened to them. So he got up from the ground and sat on the bed and the woman had a fattened calf in the house and she quickly killed it. Now I want to know how long that took. You got to kill the cow. You got to clean the cow. You got to cut the cow meat. You got to cook it. How many hours was he there with that? She quickly killed it and took flour and kneaded it and baked unleavened bread. She brought it before Shaul and his servants and they ate after hours. Then they got up and went away that night. Let me tell you something, honey. Like I said, all have fallen short of the glory of the Most High. Nobody listens to the Most High. Nobody. Nobody. 
Okay, because I don't see nothing that Yahshua said that we could do. Nobody's doing it. Nobody. I'm sure it will be um, front page news. It will be um, continually broadcast. If if the mo um, if any one of us, any human being, could do what uh, Yahshua said we could do, and the reason why we can't is because we don't have that faith. Child. Mm-hmm. Like I said. We're not going to play games. We're going to be real straightforward and truthful here. Mm -hmm. Now I'm on uh, 29. Here are the highlights. 29, 1 and 2. David marching with the Philistines. 29, 3 through 5. His disallowed by their princes. 6 excuse me, through 11 arches dismisses him with commendations of his fidelity. Now we on David. Now we already know that Shaul gonna die. <laughs> and we'll get to how he's gonna die because he's gonna die the way he don't want to die. But it's gonna be what it is. Okay. I'm taking water breaks. All right. Chapter 29, the Philistines mistrust David. Now the Philist, remember David was um, in the land of the Philistines and he was living there late a year and some change and they allowed him. Now the heathens back then ain't nothing like the heathens now. I said that already. Okay. At least um, they have some type of respect in some form. Not now, honey. Anyway, now the Philistines gathered all their forces at Aphek while Israel camped by the spring of Jezreel. As the Philistine lords, which are the governors, that's why you don't call the most high a lord because the lords or the governments, governors like the land lords, you don't never put uh, the most high as a lord. This is what y'all uh, got to understand this. These semantics, honey, and the words that people saying, you be smacking the most high in the face with these words. Back to what I was saying. As the Philistine lords, which are the governors, were proceeding, which are marching by hundreds and by thousands, and David and his men were approaching. Remember, he didn't have that many men. David and his men were proceeding in the rear of Archis, the king of Gath. The Philistine commanders, having noticed David, said, what are these Hebrews doing here? Mm -hmm. What are the children of Israel doing here? Huh? We're supposed to be killing them. Archer said to the Philistine commanders, is this not David, the servant of Shaul, king of Yasharel, who has been with me these days and years, and I have found no fault in him? From the day he deserted to me to this day. Ah, and that's a Philistine commander saying, oh, the king is saying this. But the Philistine commanders were angry with archers. And they said to him, make this man return so that he may go back to his place where you have assigned him. And do not let him go down to battle with us. Or in the battle, he may turn and become our adversary. <laughs> Child. The nonsense of it all. For how could David reconcile himself to his Lord Saul? Would it not be 
with the heads of his Philistine men? Is this not David of whom they used to sing in dances? Oh, they knew who David was, honey. Everybody knew who David was and they knew that he slew Goliath. Shaul killed thousands and David, his ten thousands? Yeah, they know who David is, honey. They know who David is. They knew, honey, they knew. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> ah, and David's just looking. Oh, my. Then Archers called David and said to him, as the most high lives, you have been upright and righteous. Mm -hmm, David, mm -hmm. David was, always had a good character. And your behavior in the army is pleasing in my sight. For from the day you came to me to this day, I have found no evil in you. No fault, no evil. Nevertheless, the Philistine lords do not approve of you. So return now and go in peace to your place in the Philistine land so that you will not displease the Philistine lords. And David said to Archis, but what have I done? What, I've, what have you found in your servant from the day when I first came before you this day that I may not go and fight against the enemies of my Lord, the king? Mm -hmm. And Archis answered David, I know that you are blameless in my sight, like an angel of the most high. Nevertheless, the commanders of the Philistines have said he must not go up with us to the battle. So now get up early in the morning with your master servants who have come with you. And as soon as you are up in the morning and have light leave. So David and his men got up early to leave in the morning to return to the land of the Philistines. But the Philistines went up to Jezreel to fight against Yasharal. This is too much. It is too much. Now the Philistines is going to fight Yasharal. They got David, one of the most fearsome and fearless men living in their land. <laughs> and they don't want him nowhere near them when they try to attack David's brethren. The nonsense. Now we on chapter 30. Um, here's the highlights, the highlights. The Amalek one through three, 31 through three. The Amalekites spoil Ziglag. Three through ten, David asking counsel and encouraged by the most high to pursue them. 11 through 21, by the means of a revived Egyptian, he is brought to the enemies and recovers all the spoil. 22 through 25, David's law to divide the spoil equally between them that fight and them that keep the stuff. 26 through 31, he sends presents to his friends. Chapter 30, David's victory over the Amalekites. Now it happened when David and his men came home to Ziklag on the third day. They found that the Amalekites had made a raid on Negev, the south country, and on Ziklag and had overthrown Ziklag and burned it with fire. Two and they had, oh, two, sorry. And they have, that's chapter two, I mean, verse two. And they had taken captive the women and all who were there, both small and great. 
They killed no one, but carried them off to be used as slaves and went on their way. When David and his men came to the town, it was burned and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Now, let me just say something about um, captivity. There was always bullies. There was always people who had war with one another because people have wicked hearts and people are barbarians and they think they're over people. So I already told you, and I've been saying this since day one, when one nation conquers another, they indoctrinate them, they make them slaves and or they kill them. So that's what happens. Everybody, every nation, that's just what it is. So it just so happens that it's against the law for the most uh, for the most highest children. Nevertheless, they still going to break the law. Anyway, so they carried everybody off. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they were too exhausted to weep any longer. Mm -hmm. Now, David's two wives, I already told you, had been captured. Um, further, David was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning him for all of them were embittered each man for his sons and his daughters so they was angry at David and they wanted to fight him because he didn't get there in time and everybody went into bondage but David felt strengthened and encouraged in the most high the L David said to Abithar the priest Amalek Ahimelech's son Please bring me the ephod. So Abathar brought him the ephod. David inquired of the Most High, saying, Shall I pursue this band of raiders? Will I overtake them? Let me just say something. I already told you. The children of Israel didn't move without the word of the Most High. This is what the uh, what the prophet was and the king was. Now, you know, the Most High was with the children of Israel in the beginning, but you know, the children of Israel didn't want to listen to the Most High. Oh, no, we don't want to hear your voice because we might die. It's too holy. So the Most High said, okay, all right, I can understand that because I am too holy. So I'm going to give you somebody else I'm going to talk to. And that was, um, uh, what's his name? Moses. Moses laid down the law in the first five books. Then they didn't want to listen to Moses. You already know all the ruckus they was doing with Moses. You know they was rebels. That's why the Most High said, I will be weeding out the rebels. And he never stopped and will continue to do that until a certain time. I already told you we're going to do the time of consummation. I will do it and let you know what it means and, and how it's going down. But until then, that's what the Most High said. He said what he said. Then... They needed somebody. Remember, the uh, the Levites were the Most High's lot. So the Most High said, "Yep, you're gonna be, you're gonna have wherever there's a king, there's gonna be a prophet, because I'm gonna speak directly to the prophet." And that's how it all began. But guess what? It's gonna turn out bad. Which is turning out bad now, because the king is ordering people to kill the prophets that listen to the Most High. And the only reason why David is able to talk with the Most High, because David is blessed, honey. That's why. Shaul used to be able to talk to uh, the Most High, and now the Most High ain't paying him. Uh, he's paying him dust. That's what it is. Okay? He ain't paying him nothing but dust. 
that's what you're getting. You're getting dust tomorrow. You will be eating some dust tomorrow, you and your kids. Okay? That's for not listening. All right? Mm -hmm. That's what you're going to get. Now, so, like I said, I'm going to read seven again. David said to Abithiah, the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring me to Ephah. So Abithiah brought him to Ephah. David inquired of the Most High, saying, shall I pursue this being a raiders? Will I overtake them? And the Most High answered him, pursue, for you will certainly overtake them. This is the Most High saying this. And you will certainly rescue the captives. So David went out. Listen, listen to what I'm going to say. So David went out with 600 men. Only 600. Now remember, David, before he got into that land that that Philistine king gave him, he only had 600 men and he was killing people left and right. The most high allowed him to be a switchblade on people. Just cutting them. Uh-huh. So the most, um, he, David's consulting with the most high. The most high said, yes, get him. So David went and he took the 600 men who were with him. And they came at the brook of Besor. There, those who could not continue remained behind. But David pursued the Amalekites. He and 400 men, so 200 stayed behind. For 200 were too exhausted to cross the brook of Beshore, and they stayed behind. They found someone from Mizraim who had collapsed in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread, and he ate, and they gave him water to drink, and they gave him a piece of a fig cake and two clusters of raisins. And he had eaten and his energy returned for he had not eaten bread or any water to drink for three days and three nights. Now, regularly, you can go on without eating, but after three days, you cannot survive. So you can imagine how exhausted and spent his body was. Uh -huh. He was on the verge of death, looking at the angels ready to take him. And they uh, came and uh, saved his life. So David said to the, uh, the man from Mizraim, and they call it Egypt now, but Mizraim, the most high calls it. To whom do you belong and where are you from? And the man said, I'm a young man from Mizraim, a.k.a. Egypt, a servant of an Amalekite, and my master bonded me as useless. When I fell sick three days ago, mm, the most high saved your life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this. Look how everything falls into place. This man was from Mizraim. The king of Mizraim put the children of Israel in bondage. So now the same thing has happened to them. So Amalekite took a man from Mizraim and then called him worthless because he wasn't worth nothing and left him to die. And because David needed information, the most high kept him alive right then so that he could go and revive this man so that he can help David. And, and, and David being of good character and righteous, revived this man, brought him back to life and got all the information he needed to. That's the most high right there. Mm -hmm. Everything. 
Everything happens in the Most High's will. There is no such thing as a coincidence. Okay, and if you believe that, then I got a bridge I want to sell you. And it's cheap, honey. Mm-hmm. Verse 14. We may, remember the Egyptian is still saying this. He's Mizraim. We made a raid on the Gev of the Cherethites. And on that which belongs to Yahuda, so you know they uh, invaded Yahuda too, on the Negev of Caleb and Caleb. And we burned Ziglag with fire. You see the nonsense they did, but the Most High still saved his soul for David to get the information. Uh -huh. Then David said to him, will you take me down to this band of raiders? And he says, swear to me by the Most High that you won't kill me. Or turn me over to the hand of my master and I will bring you down to this band. Now, who didn't know the Most High? Everybody knew who the Most High was. Everybody, everybody. You may not have glorified the Most High, but just like we know about Buddha and all the rest of that stuff, do we do, we, uh, do anything with Buddha? Do we do anything with anybody else? Oh, we know of them. But we don't glorify Buddha, baby. We glorify the Most High. Just like in biblical days, everybody knew who the Most High was. They may not have glorified him. They may not have listened to him. But they sure knew about the things that happened. They sure knew about the children of Israel. And they sure knew and had respect. Uh-huh. Okay. They wasn't 100% heathens. Even when the Most High said, I'm going to go to a foolish nation. Now, he said he's going to go to a foolish nation. But if they were straight up heathens, do you really believe if the Most High made them heathens and, and hardened their hearts, do you really believe that the Most High will open himself up to them? And oh, no. Back to what I was saying. Verse 16. When he brought David down, the Amalekites had disbanded and spread all over the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Yahuda. So that means they bust down Yahuda and was taking a stuff too. And David and his men, remember he only had 400, 400 men. David and his men struck them down in battle from twilight until the evening or the next day. <laughs> was they battling? Tore them up for a whole day. Was tearing them a new behind. Oh, so from twilight until the next evening of the next day and not a man of them escaped except 400 men who rode camels and fled oh i didn't know a camel was that fast anyway so david recovered all that the amalekites had taken and rescued his two wives mm-hmm no, nothing of theirs was missing, whether small or great. <laughs> Is that not the most high? Is that not the most high? Only the most high could do that. Mm -hmm. People need to count their blessings. I did do a lesson about counting your blessings. Hunty, if the most high is for you, who could be against you? You see how all this stuff is going down and the children of Israel who's under David's protection didn't lose nothing. That's not a coincidence, people. That's what I need. I need you to start elevating. I need you to understand this stuff is not a coincidence. Somebody powerful and high up is behind all this. I need you to get there. So like I said, 19, I'm going to say it again. Nothing of theirs was missing. 
whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken from the Amalekites. David recovered it all. Do he not, does he not have the source of the most high? Uh-huh, he got the source, baby. Uh-huh. Ooh, them spirits is working in the background. So David captured all the flocks and the herds, which the enemy had, and the people drove those animals before him and said, this is David's spoil. Uh-huh, David's spoil divided. The spoils are divided. David came to the 200 men who were also exhausted and they could not follow him and had been left by the brook of Besor with the provisions. They went out to meet David and the people with him. And when he approached the people, he greeted them. Then all the wicked and worthless men whose, excuse me, all the wicked and worthless, worthless men among those who uh, went with David said because they did not go with us we will not give them none of the spoil that we recovered except that each man may take his wife and his children away and leave this what the men said that was with david david said you must not do this he said you must not do so but i'm saying it my way you must not do that my brothers don't do that don't be like that don't be like that you see the david's heart you see his character david said don't be like that with what the most high has given us, he has kept us safe. Listen, he has kept us safe and has handed over to us the band of Amalekites that came against us and who will listen to you in regard to this matter. You see how the most high make everything possible. This is why you shouldn't be wretched. This is a part of the law. Share, love, treat your neighbor as yourself. So what they didn't go. They was in the regular, um, the irregular, the original band of men, the 600 men that David had, two of them couldn't go because they was tired. They wouldn't be no good. But then the 400 was like, oh, we ain't giving y'all nothing. David said, yes, we are. You see how good David's heart was? Because the most high made that possible. Okay. David understands he's going to be the king. So David understands that sometimes there's some people um, that you may know in your life that got that good heart like that. No matter what you do, they always forgive. They always have a good heart. They always have a good thing to say. No matter what adverse happens, that's a blessing right there. You want to be around people like that. You don't want to be around these people with all of this bitterness and all this hatred in their heart and, and division and just being plain old pains in the behind mm -hmm. so like i said and who will listen to you this is david talking and who will listen to you in regard to this matter for as is the share of him who goes down the battle so shall he share his share be who be with who stays by the provisions and supplies okay they shall share alike this is david saying that only a good-hearted king would do that. Solomon's like this too. Mm -hmm. Yes, honey, David is learning, baby. All the lessons, all the tests that the Most High is putting David through. Uh-huh. If you notice, David keep going to war. Uh-huh. And the reason why David keep going to war is because there's a there was a curse on um, Saul. Saul's still alive. So naturally, David is under Saul. He was the first-hand man. So that's why he got to keep fighting. It don't even got nothing to do with David. 
But guess what? It does have something to do with David. This is how powerful the Most High is. The Most High is showing Shaul a lesson and he's showing David a lesson. And that's what he does to all of us. He shows us a lesson all the time. Sometimes we cross paths and sometimes we don't. But everything happens for a reason. And there is no such thing as by chance. Understand that. 25. So from that day forward, he made it a statute and an ordinance for Yasharel that day. Uh, David made his own statute and ordinance. You're going to share and you're going to love one another. Okay. Verse 26. And David came to Ziklag. He said, part of the spoil to the elders of Yahuda. Because you know those Amalekites came and started tearing Yahuda up. His friends saying, here is a blessing, which is a gift for you from the spoil of the enemies of the most high. Naturally, and, and if you notice, the children are saying enemies of the most high. They ain't saying all enemies. They saying enemies of the most high because the most high is the one who said, I want them out of here. And they should have got rid of them a long time ago in the book of Yahshua. But they didn't. So David had to finish the job. 27. For those in Bethel, Ramoth of the Negev, Jitar, you already know that's not the real name. There was no J's 500 years ago. Aurora, Sipmoth, S. Temior. Ooh, these names, honey. Raquel, the cities of the Jerahemelites, the cities of the Kenites. Horma, Borasham, Atha, Hebron, and for those elders in all the places where David himself and his men were accustomed to go. So he started giving everything away. Yes, honey, be a cheerful giver. That's exactly what he was. Now, I have the last one, and here's the highlights. Um, Chapter 31, 1 through 6, Shaul, having lost his army and his son slain, he and his armor bearer killed themselves. Um, verse 7, the Philistines possessed the forsaken towns of Yasharel. 8 through 10, they triumphed over the dead carcasses. 11 through 13, they of Jabbeth, Gilead, Recovering the dead bodies by night, burn them at Jabesh and morefully bury their bones. We on the last uh, chapter. Shaul and his son slain. Now you already know the Most High said what he said, and his words never will ever, never, never fall to the ground. Meaning, whatever come out his mouth is going to do what it do. And it won't miss. That's what that means. Anyway, 31. Now the Philistines fought against Yasharel, and the men of Yasharel fled before them and fell slain on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines overtook Shaul. This is a prophecy, the most high said from um, Shemuel and his sons, and they killed Jonathan. Ah, these are Shaul's sons. And Abinadab and Malchishua, 
Shaul's sons. They killed him, the Philistines. The battle went heavily against Shaul and the archers hit him. And he was severely wounded by the archers. Shaul said to his armor bearer, draw your sword and pierce me through with it. That means he wants his armor bearer to kill him. Otherwise, these uncircumcised Philistines will come and pierce me through and abuse and mock me. Yep, that's what they'll do. That's what heathens do, baby. They ain't just going to straight up kill you. They're going to use you for a mockery, have you suffer until you can't suffer no more. And then they might kill you. They just may. But they may just hold you down and just make sure you live long enough to be a mockery. Mm, that's what the heathens do. But his armor bearer would not kill him because he was terrified of doing such a thing. So Shaul took his sword and fell on it. Mm -hmm. When his armor bearer saw that Shaul was dead, the armor bearer fell on his sword and died with him. So Shaul, his three sons, and his armor bearer, and all the men died together on that day. What did the Most High say? Oh, you're going to die. What did the Most High have um, Shemuel say? Oh, yeah, you're going to be with me tonight since you're you doing too much. You're doing too much. Most High already said what he said. You're doing too much. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. When the men of Yasharel, who were on the other side of the valley of Jezreel, and those who were beyond the Jordan saw that the other men of Yasharel had fled and Shaul and his sons were dead. They abandoned the cities and fled. Then the Philistines came and lived in them. The next day when the Philistines came to plunder the dead, they found Shaul and his three sons fallen on Mount Gilboa. So they cut off Shaul's head and stripped him of his weapons. Mm -hmm. That's some get back. I'm going to tell you where, how it's get back. It's get back from uh, David cutting off Goliath's head. Mm -hmm. That's some get back. So they got back as Shaul, honey, and cut off Shaul's head. <laughs> yes, that's some get back. <laughs> okay. So, so they cut off Shaul's head and stripped him of his weapons and armor and sent them throughout the land of the Philistines, mocking Shaul to bring the good news of the house of their idols and to the people. So now the heathens, Most High does use the heathens to reprimand the children of Israel, but now the child of Israel who kept sinning, 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 the Most High required his life. So these old heathen uh, Philistines, they're going to get there just due. Honey, the Most High sees everything. Oh, everybody going to get there just due in their time. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they walking around these heathens from the Philistines saying, yes, our gods defeated Shaul. They'll get theirs. Yep. The Most High already told Shaul was going to happen to him. And that's exactly what happened. And they put Shaul's weapons and armor in the temple of Astaroth. Child, let me tell you about Astaroth. <laughs> it's some kind of pole. It's kind of like that Egyptian uh, building that um, is Astaroth. And there's a bunch of demons that live in it. I'm going to tell you this. 
there's a book of Bartholomew that talks about Astaroth. We ain't going to get into it right now, but I already told you their spirits, honey. They don't play no games, baby. They don't play. Anyway, back to what I was saying. And they put on Shaul's for the third time, weapon and armors in the temple of Astaroth, which is a female goddess. Uh-huh. That's why you don't call the most high God. Anyway. And they fastened this body to the wall that they fastened um, Shaul's body to the wall of Bethshan. When the inhabitants of Beth Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all the brave men stood and walked all night and they took the bodies of Shaul and his sons from the wall of Bethshan and they came to Jabesh and cremated them there. And they took their bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree at Jabesh and fastened as a sign of mourning and respect for seven days. I'm going to say this. Sometime a king can tear down his whole nation, can tear down his whole kingdom, can ruin it, destroy it, just tear it up. And that's exactly what Shaul did. And the Most High took his source off Shaul before he can be a complete mess and put it on David. Now, this ain't it, honey. Okay? It's it for uh, for uh, First Shemuel. But Second Shemuel is coming, honey. Now that we know that Shaul is dead, naturally, David is the one that's getting ready to be king. But David got some work to do so with this lesson i'm gonna say stay tuned for the actions of david and the situations that continue to transpire as this word unfurls because there's much to learn and many lessons to pick up and put in your toolbox as a spiritual being. With that, I will say, I hope that you enjoy the rest of your Shabbat. And until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast.
It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed and it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.